get yourself some KY jelly because you're going to need it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones and the Tip of Film. I'm Steve, and this is a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailer and behind the scenes. And the boys are back. It's Chris and Brad. Brad, do we have any sponsors this week? No, we're still searching. So if anyone out there wants to, you know, part oh. yourself with a few hundred thousand dollars, we're ready to take it. I mean, I would love a- the money for that surgery to reattach my dick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, and we only have one company to blame for that, and that's Dick Bear. But uh, this week we're brought to you by Bud Select. When you're an old man and you want to watch your calories, you still want to drink crap, Bud Select. Just goes well with the sweater. <laughs> well, you know, hey, I had it. When you invite neighbors over, you never know what type of beer they're going to leave. I'm like, all right, you Bud Select. You are in Budweiser country. That's right. So mm, it's like water with a beer flavor aftertaste. <laughs> Keep hydrated. It's not that bad. Honestly, Bud Select, it's not that bad. It's better than Bud Light, which is shocking. Anyway, Chris, now what are we watching for our first film in the animation theme month or whatever slot? Heavy Metal 1981. Woo! Who picked this one, Chris? (laughs) Not me, Brad. Mm. Because Brad always picks the good ones. Yeah, I was I had never seen this before and I had wanted to for a long time and never had really sat down and just made it happen. So I'm glad we watched this. Yeah, this one's super, super interesting. I can yeah, tell you, you like, that much. You were like 20 when it came out. You haven't watched it? I should have watched it. I know, you know, this would have been if I had watched this movie as like a horny 13 year old who I think this was kind of made for, I would have never stopped talking about it. I Yeah. 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 I found this so I was born in 82. So I want to see, I want to say that I saw this probably 93 ish, a little over 10. And I was like, holy, cause this was right around when I saw Terminator two. So it might've been 92. I, I, I don't know whenever that was rented, but I think this was the next movie rented. Wow. And we totally snuck this in on our parents. Oh, when we had, And I think that's when we rented it. Anyway, it's when it was the $5, five movies, $5, five days. And yeah, we got this and we're like, Steve, your body is going through some changes right now. I closed my blinds watching it. I'm like, oh no, (laughs) I forgot about this. Because I remember Heavy Metal 2000 more and it is less. Yes. I think. I haven't watched Heavy Metal 2000 since the early 2000s. And I remember people hating it. I liked it, but I was... I'm just telling you what I remember. I remember people freaking hated it. But I remember watching this. uh, My dad rented it and I snuck out and then I watched some of it with them. Awesome. I was supposed to be asleep. That reminds me, Chris. We've got another cooking term that you've got to figure out. I don't fucking want to do this anymore. (laughs) What does it mean to render? Render your meat. 
you cook the fat off. So you, you, you know, you just put it in. That's the hard thing too. You just put it in low and slow and let the fat render off. It just turns to liquid. Yeah. Are you supposed to keep it? That's how you make like gravy sometimes. You can. It's like, uh, you can keep uh beef fat and make tallow, which is really good. Uh, what the fuck or, is tallow? It's just rendered beef fat. No, uh, I used to do it. It takes like 14, 15 hours, real low and slow. Wow. Holy we gosh. had an, uh, an induction oven that we got from a Panera that closed down at one place. Couldn't burn shit on it, which was tight. You just throw that in there. Nice. So you get high as hell. Be like, ah, oh, meat's still good. Yeah. <laughs> You'd leave it overnight. Just oh, leave, that's put it on, leave, come yeah. back in the next day. What temperature did it cook it at? There was no settings. It was like a toaster. I mean, oh, low. it's like way down there. Yeah, it's low. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't see. And you didn't want to play this. And look what know, we learned. I get some of them, man. I always learn so much. I need. I got to ask you for some pickling um, advice here after some yeah. point in the next couple weeks. I'll Google it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's, you my, don't, that's, that's you my don't remember? Is, is things that go in jars, jams, preserves, jellies, mustards, mutterds. You, I love you don't remember. No, I don't. There's a ratio that you got to do. I got to look it up. <laughs> oh, Brad, let's let the audience know the quick facts on this bad boy. Okay, so we got the directed by Gerald Potterton, produced by Ivan Reitman and Leonard Mogul. Leonard Mogul is also the publisher of the Heavy Metal magazine. We got the screenplay by Daniel Goldberg and Len Bloom, based on original art and stories by Richard Corbin, Angus Mackey, Dan O'Bannon, Thomas Warkanton, Bernie Wrightson, distributed by Columbia Pictures on a date of August 7th, 1981. Yeah, I would have been about like 20 years old at the time, so a little bit. <laughs> no, we got a budget of $9.3 million. That was just quite a bit back then. Yeah. 1980s. Uh, box office of 20.1, so a nice return there. Rotten Tomato score of 66. Uh, 67% for the audience. And, you know, I could, I could see that. Um, should we go into the voice actors here? We got quite a few voice actors, so we're just going to yeah. kind of talk about the more prominent ones here. We got Richard Romanus as Harry Canyon. <laughs> that was, you got to get that goyle. <laughs> Joe Flaherty as Charlie, the lawyer. Um, we got Eugene Levy, Captain Lincoln, and other, other roles too, but uh, Lincoln F. Stern was like his biggest uh, role in this anthology here. We got our boy John Vernon back from Killer Clowns from Outer Space as the prosecutor. This guy was rolling in the 80s, man. You got Animal House, you got this, you got killer clown yeah, I mean, popular one harold ramus back again as zeke um, we know we love harold ramus in this podcast and then john candy had some multiple roles mainly as robot and den i think he played like the police uh desk officers there and it's just great to hear his voice again i can say looking at this dan o'bannon he's the writer of alien or you know one of the writers of alien <clears throat> he's been like i think he direct yeah he directed um Return of the Living Dead, the first one in 1985. He's he's such a wacky character. So, I, I mean, he died. I don't know when he died, but he looked awful in the documentary that I saw him in for Return of the Living Dead. So, uh, he probably died a yeah. few days after that documentary. Jesus Christ. He looked awful. Thinking, Look him up. I dare you. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, Henry Rollins, if they ever do like another another like heavy metal or something kind of sequel or reboot henry rollins need to be involved in that that dude would just rock it in this yeah, yeah. i like him in movies have you seen the one where he's an angel no i haven't which one is that i can't remember the name but he like 
He's a fallen angel and he rips his arms or his wings off. It's pretty, it's actually a pretty good movie. It's a shit movie, but it's good. I like it. Oh, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, cause right when I heard angel and wings off, I was thinking, you know, um, Kevin Smith's uh, dogma, but I was like, wait, mm-hmm. no, that wasn't Henry Rollins. So no, Henry Rollins does a voice in Kevin Smith's He-Man, like that tricep, tricep or the tricep, what are they called? The guy with the three eyes and he's awesome. <laughs> The dude, his head spins around and he changes his eyes whenever yeah he's, we are he's not a, smart he's great <laughs> i'm just checking to see if dan o'bannon's yeah he died in 2009 that's uh, i thought so uh anyway yeah what's uh oh uh there was one more thing i was gonna bring up i saw this had a 67 percent in the audience score that kind of surprises me because this was a massive cult classic this yeah. got a huge following for a, a lot of like anyone who wanted to be part of the alternative art scene, this had this just massive inspiration for all kinds of shows. I think South Park dedicated an entire episode to this. Yes. Yep. They sure did. Yeah. So I, I'm just shocked. Like I, yeah. I, I could understand the critics with a 66% score, but man, I thought the audience would easily be in the eighties. I, I want to look up and like and own a lot of old heavy metal it's a lot of futuristic sci-fi mm-hmm. back with like that medieval dark ages sexy art and i was mm-hmm. like it shit's so cool and some of the stories are really really good some of them are just porn yeah but yeah. <laughs> some of them are really good well i can't tell you the boobs in this movie are huge yeah they they definitely liked big boobs in 81 yeah and huge bright nipples and that one has like the star or the daisy pattern the flower pattern on hers yeah and then huge bush on the first girl like in the first story so just unbelievable uh you guys ready to let's just uh well actually no we should talk about the trailers on this vhs before we pop it in uh go ahead chris you want to tell everyone what you saw uh, the Last Supper, and that was from 1995. I can't remember anybody that's in it. I didn't write it down. Oh, all, it's uh, what's all big name names from the mask. Um, yeah. Oh, the blonde Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. That yeah. film had some shit in this trailer that I couldn't believe. Yeah. It's all big names, and it's all like uh, right wing political talking heads that are. Uh, yeah. That was Hellboy. I get okay. And that we're talking about killing liberals, and I'm like, I have no fucking idea. I what can't this wait is. to watch this. I mean, but this I gotta may, stop I, the woke agenda. Yeah, I think this movie would go over <laughs> well now. I was uh, absolutely shocked when the priest sits down at the table because I was wondering if they like all are going to get their comeuppance at the end for being mm-hmm. assholes. Because the priest sits down on the table and he's just like, homosexuality is bad or something and he goes and aids is the cure and i was like what the fuck did chris <laughs> oh <send> man <laughs> holy shit <laughs> yeah no i was like jesus christ i was like yeah i go out there and i raise my don't tread on me flag every day and i want him to build a wall but hey man aids was was not the answer to get with that's fucked up that's fucked up you know what i mean yeah yeah. Trump 45. Woo woo. I don't I don't know about that. Hopefully it's in prison <laughs> by then. But and then we had a Gilliam project, The City of Lost Children, which I remember this cover. It was always in there, but I wasn't weird enough yet. So like I didn't know that that is something I wanted to watch. And I loved 12 Monkeys at the time. I just didn't realize that it was a, a Gilliam project. I think it's Gilliam. Oh, sorry. I, I got to donate to Joe Biden real quick. Okay. 
don't not him either i want that lady that like writes numbers and talks shit to politicians about how much they spend i'm i'm actually donating to hunter biden i'm sorry his coke his coke money sorry my bad i'm I'm back steve when you're saying when you call him 45 it's actually going to be 47 (laughs) (laughs) so it's fun when brad jumps in with the facts no, I, got these, I, I, got I hope it doesn't this. win. I hope it doesn't win. I don't no. want anyone to win. I just want a rock to run for president. A cat, like they do in other cities. There you in go. Alaska, there's that cat. That but cat's no. going to steal a lot of votes. I'd vote. Yeah. Did you guys watch the trailer for City of Lost Children? I watched. Yeah, City of Lost Children. That's by the director who did the Aliens Four. Yeah. Because they kept mentioning Gilliam, Terry Gilliam. I like his movies. They're all weird. And and then yeah. Crumb. That was an interesting one. Yeah, it was. I want to see it. It's a documentary about what he did, the comic book Crumb, right? Yeah. So I guess he's controversial for. Yeah, his... he liked being stepped on and yeah. beat by his wife. She's like, our relationship was never sexual. It was always just weird. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? And then the classic. 1995 Desperado. Yeah, great one. Which they know how to make a sequel 20 years after the first one. Desperado 4 or 3 or whatever that was that came out. That was fun oh. as hell. Oh, these are the, remember what we were talking about. These kind of movies are going to be taken over in Hollywood in about two or three years. Dude, Desperado did it right. They went corny with it and jokey. Like he had a shotgun that he'd shoot people and they'd fly 30 feet. Yeah. What the fuck is that? That ain't real. But that was like Desperado 3 well, or 4. that was four. Robert Rodriguez, right? Mona? I think Robert Rodriguez d- uh, directed Desperado, right? Yeah. He did the first. I don't know about the other ones, though. And then there's Once Upon a Time in Mexico or something like that? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay. But there's yeah. a Desperado 2. Well, is there? Yeah. Can't keep up with all these. But that one's great. One Desperado's like, amazing. It that's was one fun. of like the late night sci-fi channel bullshit or tbs okay. or tnt yeah i'm not up in my desperado universe right now they're good nope. uh yeah i i'm just i'm just saying like i was joking before but the last supper had the most last supper and crumb actually the first three really uh kind of memorable trailers here because i couldn't believe what was being done and said in the last supper the city of lost children is just looks freaking weird and i'd love to watch crumb i don't even know <laughs> Like somehow that trailer made me uncomfortable and all the shit that we've watched and I've watched over my years. For some reason, we was putting on that record and the way yeah. he speaks. I'm like, you make me so uncomfortable. It made me think of like the tickle documentary. Oh, I couldn't. It even just watch gets that, weird. No. And Desperado is just fun. So very memorable trailers here. But let's uh, let's get on to this trailer. Columbia Pictures presents Heavy Metal, a trip beyond the future. To a universe you've never seen before. A universe of mystery. A universe of passionate fantasies. A universe of terrifying evil. A universe of magic. Heavy metal.
beyond science fiction. God, I would have rented that in a heartbeat. I know. Yeah, I would have rented just for the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So the reason we heard about this was from my older brother. He Because I, I think we watched Lord of the Rings, the animation that Ralph Esky did back in the 70s, late 70s. He's like, well, if you like that, you're going to love this. <laughs> you know, he's he I don't know. He was probably like 18 at the time. I don't know if he gave a crap that I was like 12 or 13, but he's like, you're going to freaking love this. <laughs> oh, dude, I That's your job is try to corrupt the youth. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings on like VHS back when I was a little kid and just being terrified. Yeah. They were, I mean, they weren't making these animations for kids. We also had terrifying kids movies. Secret of Nim. Yeah. Oh. Purple People Eater. Yeah, there's so many things that you're just like, oh, this is cute. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. Oh, go back farther. Go back farther and watch like Alice in Wonderland and stuff where that one oh. walrus with the, the, he's smoking a cigar wearing like that circus hat and he like tricks all those little clams, whatever yeah. they are, and then he eats yeah. them all and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, holy shit, that's for like kids. Don't trust that's, the smoking walrus. That's why our generation doesn't complain as much because like we're, we're like, you think that's bad. You should go back and watch what we watched. We just we just yikes. we just spent a whole last episode complaining. Yeah, about a movie, <laughs> not about life. I remember when it came out, the like the miniseries, and like straight away that clown just like kills this little kid, and it's like, holy shit, what the fuck was that? And it's like this is on network television, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, these kids got to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and pay for college that's four hundred percent more expensive than when I went to school. Yeah. And I went to school in the early 2000s. Minimum wage has gone up a quarter since I was in high school. Fuck yeah, party. Oh my God. I hope that's not true. That's not accurate, right? It's accurate. That right there is why I keep donating to the cat. (laughs) Cat's going to like put us in the right direction. Like this movie. And I just remembered uh, that this also inspired Elon Musk to put the like astronaut in his Tesla that he shot. Oh, that's right. That's where he got the idea, wasn't he? He put his like Tesla in his like SpaceX craft and like shot it in his Damn it. I was hoping this movie only inspired good things. Hey, that guy might be a complete idiot when it comes to running Twitter and whatever the hell he's saying now, but at least he did this. (laughs) That is cool. I will say that that's a cool, stupid thing. I just can't wait till he's on top of, or not on top. He's on the cover of a magazine and it says on top, remember when I was smart? (laughs) (laughs) Remember when I read the coattails of a lot of people? I just accidentally had money. Oh my gosh. This guy, like every day, every day I see an article or I see some type of thing that he did. And I'm like, what? You are never going to be as cool as heavy metal. Okay, Elon. None of us really, but it's like, yeah, this little feud between him and Zuck is not really working out for him that well. No. Zuck's going to whoop his ass, too, when they get in the cage, by the way. Dude, have you seen that guy? Is he ripped? The fucking robots. He's been training, man. The cyborgs are going to take over. He, he also does like ju- he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu for like the last 12 saying. months. So, yeah, he's going to be tough. Apparently, he's really good at it. I mean, I like my life, so I'll never get back on Twitter. So I'm going to miss all this. But part of me is just like, man, I wish I'd keep up with this shit. <laughs> this is like the the like what are the the wives club shows. What are they called? The rich housewives of whatever rich housewives city. Of, yeah, this is yeah. like 
what people oh. I get I get why people watch trash okay I really do understand yeah that. my I, wife watches that stuff constantly that is like professional wrestling for women that's all that is that's perfect <laughs> by the way uh, you missed it last week uh, Brad uh, one of the things that Chris said one of the greatest one line one sentence line about a movie he's just like you know this Indiana Jones film is like the more boring version of National Treasure <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying this podcast is better when it's just you and Chris and like. <laughs> no, you just yeah. said nobody funny. said that. You just said something funny. So I was like, well, oh, I got to give Chris some props. He said something funny <laughs> last week, too. All right, let's get into these stories, because, I mean, there's a lot. So we got soft landing and that's the whole astronaut coming down to earth in a car with a, the, the rotoscoped. Yeah. It's yeah. a little long, I'll say that, but whatever. I think it's I think it's cool intro. It is a cool. It's very memorable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it inspired, you know, Twitter boy. Uh we've got the oh. next one which is kind of the same. Oh, like we talk about the Lochnar makes his appearance and just like disintegrates the dude. Like, thanks for yeah. taking me down to earth and now there's your now your bones. I I I wrote very few notes on this. It doesn't need a lot of notes. The movie is just no. But I said, look, honey, I brought you the sum of all evils. Because yes. <laughs> he's like, I brought you a gift. Then the orb's like, I am the son of our sum of all evil. Yeah. And uh, so, I guess that one was called uh, Grimalda. So, yeah, that was, it was that was pretty grotesque. That's that's how you start a film. You know, by the way, when we're talking about Willow in episode one being boring as shit. By the way, Willow, this is how you start something. <laughs> Yeah, this got me going here. I was like, really, I was really interested in this, especially that Loch Nahr character. We'll talk about him later. And it's a very interesting concept to this, where you follow an evil orb around how he's changed the course of history in all these universes. Well, the movie is those two characters. That is the movie, and he's telling her stories. I thought he was just telling all the stories he was a part of, and she's one of them. Yeah, but he is reciting it to her. In between other stories, he comes back and he's like, that's what happened on this thingy. He's like, time for another tale. 23 minutes in, I'm already on my second beer because this shit's like water. Good. That's how we party heavy metal style. Anyway, uh, Harry Cannon. This is this is one of my favorite. This is great. Yeah. Uh, I You know, like it, it just played to the noir of it very well. And there's something kind of charismatic about this down and out cab driver. I took a note there. I loved like it's 2031 and there's like, there's no Uber. There's no iPhone. People are still using cash. We have aliens, like just drunk aliens, like stumbling around everywhere and then Mm -hmm. flying cars. I swear I'm an earthling. I just lost my ID. Fucking illegal aliens. It's like (laughs) a real alien. Yeah. I do love his disintegrator that he has for the backseat. That's, Awesome. Oh, it wasn't and he that. just stores all their guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like I this movie has had to inspire a lot of things because that makes me think of V. Oh, did they do that yeah. in V? No, not the disintegrator. I just mean like the aliens are on Earth and everything and they're dealing with like yeah. immigration oh, okay. but with real aliens. Yeah. yeah. I mean I, uh, so- this is a fun one. The dialogue was great. You know, he gets with that girl. Her dad gets murdered. Then she just obviously she just wants to go hook up with him at his apartment. That's all gross <laughs> and everything. And he's like, I showed her the American way or something like that. He puts the appropriate amount of mayonnaise 
on that sandwich, according to me, which is the inappropriate amount of mayonnaise. <laughs> that was that was one third sandwich, two thirds mayo. Yeah, I make breakfast sandwiches, and I have to uh, restrain on on her mayonnaise on her breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> mine it's you, just gooping. <laughs> you can sleep on the couch. Yeah, I I I just noticed your uh, notes on this that it inspired. Um, movies like Blade Runner, Tron, Alien, and The Abyss. Yeah, yeah is that written, just this Harry Ken? It was based on this um, short story, Long Tomorrow, by this this uh, artist from France called Mebus. Well, his name was um, Jean Girard. I want to more. I want to do more on this guy. This guy looks awesome. He did yeah. another. Yeah. There's another. Um, uh, there's another sto- short story in this um, anthology that Mebus inspired. Me, me, voice, whatever. His French name is, but yeah, this dude looks awesome. Yeah, and this um, Long Tomorrow inspired Blade Runner, Tron, Aliens, and the Abyss and to some degree. Holy shit. Yeah, I've known this guy's, I've seen this guy's work throughout the years. It's all really high-end sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lovely art time that they had, like, using all these, like, 70s and 80s, like, heavy metal and, like, these artists that came out of nowhere that just... Oh wow! Oh, I have seen his stuff. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, his stuff's great. Okay, uh, going on to the next story is Din, and this is the one that's voiced by John Candy. And I can say this is the one where the voice did not match. I get it; he's a kid. He's a kid, and he turns gets turned into like a muscular uh, dude who gets sent off to the Never Never World. Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh i'm strong whoa it's big yeah <laughs> no I mean, way no, i'm his... gonna walk around with my dong or my dork hanging <laughs> no i didn't I, like everything that candy does with his voice makes sense you know with a kid doing it i just maybe it was john candy's voice that was distracting it i, I don't know this one i had the hardest time getting into just me I enjoy this one. That's this, he, this one's where the humor stands out to me. Yeah. Starts becoming a thing. And he jumps in the water, saves that girl. And immediately she wants to have sex with him. Like, <laughs> I can't give you a reward besides my body. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. This is for like 13 year old boys that are like really he, horny. He bangs the queen. And he was like, man, 18 years of never getting any. And now twice in one day. Yeah. <laughs> And she gets really pissed at him because like th- he did something and then she's like, what? You come right here and then have sex with me and then fuck so me that they can steal the orb. Yeah. Yeah. And it's another dork that steals it. And that's some <laughs> of the best thing ever when they're fighting over it. He's like, this is my orb, you stupid bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just he's just this dweeb and she's just running back to steal her orb. Yeah. One thing about that is when he was swimming under the water the whole time for like 10 minutes with her, uh, like to save her, I was just thinking, I'm like, wow, maybe he can breathe, but I bet she's dead. And then right then it cuts into like, wow, in my new lungs, I would be dead by now, but I can handle this. Hopefully she can. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing they pointed that out because you've been underwater for a while. I don't remember how this like uh, goes right into Captain Stern's story. I don't remember. Oh, because they abandoned the orb. He's like, this one had strength or to leave to abandon me. And the orb went up into outer space and yeah. flew right into that. Uh, space ah, that's station. right. Yeah. Even when they could destroy me, they choose not to or whatever. Yeah. 
this is the Harry Cannon and maybe Captain Stern. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> this it's so this is adult swim to a T. Mm. Like when the, the, the prosecutor is like reading or no, the judge is reading like you. Harry F. Stern, you're on trial for numerous serious charges presented by the prosecutor consisting of 12 counts of murder in the first degree, 14 counts of armed theft of Federation property, 22 counts of piracy in high space, 18 counts of fraud, 37 counts of rape, and one moving violation. And yeah, I was like, I love what? <laughs> and then the, the dude that finds the orb, his name's Hanover Fist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, when we got our prosecutor John Vernon in there, it was, he's always yeah. awesome. He's like, "We're fucked. You gotta, you gotta plead." No, I got hand over fist. Yeah. I got a plan, and he's like, "What the fuck is your plan, man?" Yeah, and the hand over fist guy gets up right up there and just he's like, "No, he's great. He's great." And he's playing with the orb, and then just starts flipping his shit because the orb takes over, and he starts telling the truth. Yeah, turns and, him into a monster. He's great, except when he did that coke deal at the orphanage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, yeah, I mean, this one had some, some of the most memorable lines throughout it. And then, like, you know, Hand Over Fist ends up turning the monster and chasing him and everything. And at the very end, you know, Captain Stern ends up getting the better of him, sends him through a trapdoor in space and kills him. I was like, this was great. It's a quick little cartoon. Yeah. It's like Tom and Jerry style. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. I mean, this. I mean, these things are so damn good. I just these are fun to discuss. Yeah, so I was watching this on Cackle, and about this time, it broke into a commercial break, and uh, it was an ad for KY Jelly. <laughs> like, I guarantee you, no one watching this is going to be needing KY Jelly. Why not? It gets dry, bud. You gotta, you gotta oh, load oh, okay. Well, in that case, I hadn't thought that. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, I think then. they they need to change some of their advertisements instead of being like, "Ooh, couple time," to be like, "Are you lonely? Are you watching heavy metal? <laughs> <laughs> you got so a like, weird, yeah. weird boner you gotta take care of." Okay, <laughs> why? So I just signed up yesterday. So Cackle doesn't have like my entire limited uh, viewing history at this point. So right now they don't think I'm a serial killer or have like HIV <laughs> or need to reverse mortgage yet, but they will at some point once the algorithm catches up. What's I was. It's, it's a just streaming another thing like Tubi. It's like free. It's like free oh, okay. or Tubi. Yeah. So I mean, my Tubi is just crazy because I was watching a Stone Cold uh, movie last night and. Uh, <laughs> it's like I got halfway through and then went to bed. It's just, you know, like a boxing film where he or not a boxing. It's like a fighting film. It's really bad. Uh, I was I just put it on to go to sleep. And I my ads are like so geared towards guys. It's absurd because that one was definitely like I had razors in it. And I'm like, all right. So, you know, I'm a guy. All right. Good job. That's something else, too. I Oh, oh, boner pills. So shaving and boner pills. I was like, oh, OK. Nice, nice, nice. And uh, I think I, uh, I think a Swiffer ad was in there because just in case right. you know you're between shaving and jerking off and or having sex with someone, you gotta you gotta wash the floor. It's like <laughs> Jesus, this is crazy. Must have a clean I, floor. Yeah. Uh, our next one is Neverwhereland, and this was the one. Oh, that was cut. This is the yeah, cut did, one. Did you guys watch it? Okay, I so did I'm, not. No. 
I'm holding up the heavy metal collectors DVD. Yeah, is what year is this? Because it doesn't say anything for me. I see. I, yours is like ninety five, ninety six. So it's it's just a special edition. It's not like an anniversary or anything. Well, mine irritates me because so when I first put in the DVD, uh, it was it started to skip and do this weird stuff. So I put it in my cleaner, which is awesome. I got it many years ago. Just cleans it. Mm-hmm. Movie played fine. No big deal. And then I go to the special effects. It does the same damn thing or the special features or the documentary. I didn't even get to watch. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to watch the deleted scene. Did the same thing. So I never got to watch it. I sent you guys it on YouTube. Yeah, but that was during dinner time and stuff. So, Brad, did you watch it? No, I didn't. What did I, why did I not watch it? I don't know why. <laughs> did you guys hate me? But no, no I, it, I, I, that one is wife, yeah. just like evolution. It like starts out as it's like a planet. It's the sun now. And then it's part of an eye of a bug or a plant. It's like a dandelion and then a bug. Then it gets eaten and it just works through the path of evolution. There's no words. It was all instrumental. And I don't know if it's unfinished. What I've seen, it's mm-hmm. only three minutes long. No. Yeah, I guess they cut it for time. It's only three minutes. I I mean, that's what I... Yeah, it was probably a little bit longer. I'm assuming. Who knows? Because I mean, it looked like you had the uh, storyboard animatronic, or not animatronic. Yeah, so it contains a spectacular three-minute segment never before seen. Oh, yeah, right. I could have seen it. Yeah, you sent it to me, and here it is. I'm looking right at it. I just didn't hit play. Speaking of South Park, it says louder and nastier than ever. And it makes me think of the bigger, longer, and uncut. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I from what I read real quick, I guess it was just supposed to be the transition to the B-17. And the B-17 one's pretty straightforward. The orb goes in during the war. The B-17 gets shot up. Zombies end up coming. The plane wrecks, and then zombies kill them. Yeah. It's a fun I, one. I remember that cool. one being better, but I think mm-hmm. I get it confused for the Pearl Jam video. Mm. Yeah. I, I just this one's like straightforward, mm-hmm. so it, it's not as memorable. The zombies look cool, and it's got a pretty gruesome ending. So we have that, and then we go on to so beautiful and dangerous. This is the doctor one, and I don't remember this where the oh. doctor ends up being like an alien in the Pentagon or a robot. It was a robot, right? No, well, the doctor gets beamed up, so they're having these just- issues. I think he just shatters as a person. Yeah, they kind of guess they just break him and they just like splatter him. But uh, yeah, so they bring him into the Pentagon to explain all these mutations that are happening, and he's like, "Oh no, it's not a problem at all." They're like, "I guarantee you." And then like the alien ship shows up, and then he sees the mm-hmm. orb. I had to write this down. He sees the orb on the buxom. Find my notes here, lady. Yeah, and the locket of Gloria, the buxom sonographer, and he he begins to behave erratically and motorboats her. Yeah, that, <laughs> the April O'Neil lookalike. Yeah, and then she gets sucked up by the aliens and bangs Which, the yeah. robot. The alien ship makes me think of like Dead Miles' head. It's that big, like smiley oh. face head. I've seen that on stuff, by the way. I've seen that used uh, like in punk, uh, maybe punk artists and stuff like that. I've seen it before. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah. 
That's a number. That's another really memorable visual from this film. Mm-hmm. How much? What are those guys? What, what's that substance? Those guys snort up. What was that called? Like plutonium something. But yeah, <laughs> that reminded me like Cheech and Chong. They're just like high as fuck. <laughs> like, don't worry, man. I can fly this thing. So when you're fucked up, you just got to realize your perspectives off and let your hands yeah. do the thing like you're not. And they just <laughs> ram right into the side. Skips everywhere. Well, it's fun because like John Candy and Harold Ramis are the voices of those aliens. And then the robot bangs her and he's just like, I don't understand why we can't get uh, married. I mean, I'm great. You're great. We have great sex. And she's like, fine, but it's got to be a Jewish wedding. And I, How do like, I know okay. you're not going to leave me for a toaster? <laughs> like, you just got to trust me. Uh. It it seems like like, that one felt like two different segments so much because like, I I just don't remember that doctor part at all in the Pentagon. It was just right in the beginning. It was literally like a minute and a half. It was just the setup. And then I I would think this one is traditionally the most popular. It's the Tarna, Mm -hmm. the one where she goes to the planet and battles the evil mutant barbarians. Yeah, I think that's what Heavy Metal 2000 is. I think that's... If I remember right, I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's one main female character, and I think it might be the girl from this that he's talking to. Oh, so it's not not even an anthology. It's not an anthology. Well, that's probably what pissed people off. Continuous story. Yeah. That's what makes this so memorable, by the way, because I like I don't. Is there any other anthology other than uh, the Sex and Robots thing that's on Netflix? Love, Death and Robots. Yeah, Love, Death and Robots. I will say, if you guys are willing to read subtitles and you like this, watch Memories. It's like a three-piece anthology anime, but it's very much this. Mm. It's very much this. I think you've talked about that before, right? It's really, really good. Yeah. Is it German? (laughs) No, it's it's Japanese. It's Japanese. Oh, you said anime? Like, yeah. All right. I. For some reason, my brain just took it as animation. (laughs) So this Tarna, for some reason, she has to take all of her clothes off and just go full frontal nudity for us i mean she's it's the sexiest sailor moon transition yeah. ever <laughs> this was also based on a mebus um story called arzak it's it's good uh the pterodactyl thing i wanted to punch my ears every time i heard it but yeah i think the pterodactyl is the only thing where i wish they would have changed it a little bit it, it like wee, to me it wee, some... wee. it's like shut it's, up it's the only thing that felt like a kid's cartoon because it's I don't know, even though it gets its like head. Well, we don't know it gets its head cut off, but it definitely gets killed. This is a, he's an asshole, too. Like, I didn't even like that thing. But when he killed it, I was like, hey, you're a jerk. <laughs> Can't kill animals. Uh, but I thought it was cool. They were being uh, the, the orb was gigantic on this planet mm-hmm. and like converted all these people. And they went to kill the intellectual, like the peaceful race. They're like, we have a deal with them. It's like, all we have to do is summon them with our minds. I do like this was the only female that didn't have gigantic boobs because I think she had to fight. I, I mean, they're not tiny or anything, but I, I just remember going like, oh, so they're not the size of basketballs. <laughs> and uh, I will say with all the, the nudity and stuff, there's not really like sex or anything over the top. It's all implied. You don't see anything. It's not there's no sex scenes. There's no, no wild you, positions and yeah. If you need to see some crazy shit when it comes to sex, just go to Team America. That's where you get it. All right. 
<laughs> if you want to see traditional children's uh, <laughs> material have sex for way too long and puke and everything, Team America, baby. Oh, I can't wait until that special edition comes in, by the way, from Shout Factory. Oh, it's going to be so good. And then we end with the uh, the epilogue here that ends the story, which I I don't remember that that girl ends up turning into a. Uh... Now, did she turn into this girl that was in the last one or is she like a new? She's Dirk a new Durka Durka. She's a new one. I'm just going to call her Turducken. I know it's like a Terrican or something. I don't know. Whatever. Do you guys remember that? I mean, not Brad. He, you know, it was his first time, but I, I didn't remember that. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember he's afraid of her destroying him. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. he gets destroyed because all these stories are happening at the same time. Oh, okay. So maybe that's why Heavy Metal 2000 is all about. Because is it supposed to be this girl right here? I think. Yeah. Looks Not, like, it, like, don't quote me on that, but it, it looks, looks very like, similar. Yeah, it looks like her. Yeah, I, I think that's a bad idea. I think you went away from the anthology. I mean, it, and it, format it was 20 years later, too, when it got released. So it well, was 19 to be technical. Well, what year was it released in? 81 and 2000. Was it released in 2000? called heavy metal 2000 2000 okay space <laughs> yeah. odyssey 2000 i mean i was watched it with my buckets you know ready for the world end it yeah, didn't I, I miss the light you guys do you remember like that year for south park for like half the season they were just calling every episode like 2000 like timmy 2000 like oh, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't. Every episode is <laughs> so i think they definitely had watched this and i wasn't, I wasn't a, a full-fledged adult by that time all right, uh, before I, I put some extra notes on here, because uh, I just wanted to know your guys' uh, favorite raunchy adult animated film. So I listed a bunch of them. Did you guys see these? Yeah. Uh, I don't really know anything from that era. I'm not into as much as I'm into adult animation. I'm not into the porn end of it. Well, I was, well, none and of these the raunchy porn, stuff, but they're raunchy. Yeah. I, I mean, I was a huge Ralph Basky fan. So, I mean, I, I think it's tied. Wizards was awesome. Uh, yeah, Wizards, Wizards is tight. Yeah. So, uh, what is Heavy Traffic? Oh, that's one of his more pop. That's the ones that put him on the map. I mean, yeah. Fritz the Cat was way up there, but Heavy Traffic like put him on the map. Ralph Pesky. American Pop, that's a popular one. I've seen Fire and Ice for some reason, I think. Mm-hmm. Is it like those guys walking around? like. Yeah, that's doing... totally inspired by the whole like fantasy art. I mean, he's very vocal about that. Um, yeah. Rock and Roll. That's a, a crazy Canadian one. I've heard of it. Yeah. I mean, what's cool is like uh, Canadians had a lot of really funky animations coming out in the 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s. They made a lot of our stuff that we watched as kids that on around Halloween that are just like the weirdest animations. And we all were like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I I miss that era of just kids okay adjacent yeah Yeah, strangeness yeah it was great Uh, that's why I collect them I try my best they're hard though they're expensive but I I would say Wizards is my favorite but I'll have to make it down to your house one day check out everything yeah well I've got like 
like 12, 15. I don't even know how many uh, boxes full of VHS back there. A lot of them are the family. I've been just keeping like the the horror, the sci-fi and the action mm-hmm. up here. Oh, and of course, my Christian tapes. You better break into those soon. Oh, I, I watched the I watched a lot of Mark of the Beast. That's so this is from Dead Format Society since we're breaking off here. Uh, Mark of the Beast is insane. Okay. I, I mean, these these people are crazy. And this was done during 2000 around the Y2K era. And it's like some of these conspiracy theories I've never even heard of. Like the government created credit cards to track you. Well, yeah. But only to track you. All these companies making millions of dollars. Yeah, I know. They That's were actually put thing. in there. Yeah, they were they were created by the government. Uh, and, and no one knows where the money's going. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's all these conspiracy theories about the government. If like, you ever work with the government, they're still running like Windows 7. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, like, these can't even get their computers off of Windows 7. It's like they have some vast conspiracy. I mean, they couldn't tie their own shoes. Yeah, it was like the the voting machines all crashed in some places because they're like, we're running into Windows 93. Uh, can we talk it. about can we talk about this Jean Girard, the Mebus guy? Yeah, go. I, mean, I guess we did already, but there's another thing. I, I read that he was collaborating with the uh, filmmaker Alejandro Jodorowsky for an adaptation of Dune. I guess this this adaptation would have been about like 10 hours long. Give it. Give it to me. This like, made me want to see it. Like 10, one hour. I mean, you could do that nowadays on Netflix and stuff. Have streaming. Like 10, I think they were playing on putting in theater. It's like, you're going to theater for like 10 hours. <laughs> they serve I, you at themed meals. It's crazy. I couldn't. Yeah, just have an inner. Like, how many intermissions would you need? Like, four? Every oh, two yeah. hours. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy what they I mean, it just was a different time back then when it came to the the movie industry, because so much of it was experimental and accepted. Mm-hmm. Like we, I just feel like I, I mean, streaming's made it a little bit more experimental, but the problem is, is finding them. They just get buried because there's too much information coming at That's you. That's what I'm saying, man. Like I look at the for you and won't be shit I want. And then I'm typing in some random movie and I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know, there's a movie on that I found on Prime. It was like recommended for me because I watch like space stuff, you know, and it's like Vast of Night, which is a really low budget movie by like two young kids. It's set in New Mexico, like in the 50s, and it's really good. Good. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying. It's just very difficult to find time with two kids, plus doing a podcast, plus like just finding stuff. Like I chose the Stone Cold Steve Austin, like you know, street fighting movie last night because I'm like, I'm exhausted. Fine. I know this guy's face. Brad, before you were on this, did you realize how much work goes into watching two movies back to back? Yeah. I would come on just randomly and it'd be like something that I was aware of and like had watched a bunch of times. And it was literally no effort until coming on the show. And it's like, we got to watch this and I got to actually pay attention. And you got to set time aside. And sometimes you're like, well, I'm yeah. just sleepy and I don't want to stare at this movie. See, that's why I just watch like the film like a uh, description or I, you know, like we'll read the back of the VHS or look it up. Like sometimes I just forget because I'm like my mind goes on autopilot. I've been doing it so long. I'm like, I don't need to pay attention to this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I know it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah you just so, don't realize it. It's fun doing the research and reading about these movies, though. And like we talked about, I think it was like several months ago, almost a year ago, we talked about the horror people in horror, just that whole community and how like multi talented mm-hmm. these guys are. Like all like Renaissance men, you know they they do mm-hmm. metal, they do art, they they build things. They you know horror is just kind of like one thing they do, but these people are all super interesting. Yeah, and I think these people are in the exact same fold. Like, I I think it's amazing when it comes to like metal people and their art or or punk people and their look and not that metal people can't have the look, but like a lot of these artists, they're just so multi-talented or they attract such talented people. And I I think that's like how they can collaborate is just amazing. It's so every friend does something different. Yeah. When you can all get together and make stuff. It's It's all you bring it. Yeah. You kind of like raise each other up. That too. in that kind of environment there. So uh, are we ready to talk about, so we talked about heavy metal 2000. Um, I found some notes about some sequels or some remakes that were out there too. Now this is all from mm-hmm. Wikipedia, but uh, some names that were being tossed around were like Wilmo del Toro, Zack Snyder, Gore Verbinski, James Cameron. Oh, like to remake been, this. I think they were going to do like all, that's what the names they were tossing about to do mm-hmm. like a remake for the anthology piece of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, if they did it, I'd want an anthology again yeah. so that you can have different different people. That would be cool. Um, the rights were actually purchased by Robert Rodriguez and finally released. Now, Chris doesn't believe this, but I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just, you know, I just saw it on the internet. So, released as Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix in 2019. That I mean, that's the only anthology animation that I can think of. I 100% believe that that was true. I just think it's funny. This is a lie. <laughs> don't believe Brad. <laughs> I like how you so, put this is lie. This is a lie on the same bullet point, and then another bullet point to say don't believe Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really like that love, death, and robots, though, and that would kind of explain why I, I like this. Mm-hmm. I, I, think I think it's think... awesome to get like different animation studios involved to, mm-hmm. to like give it. Love, you know, I hope that robots. keeps going. You can like most of it and not have to like all of it. Yeah. And it's still a good thing. There's a couple stories that I thought fell short. And then there's a couple that I think are amazing. Yeah. And I think anthology, anything when it comes to series, they're so difficult and we never give them enough credit when they do succeed because so many anthology movies that I've watched are trash. I mean, they're like, I'm not even trying to be like just extreme with it. They're just so bad because okay, the love actually people want to have a word with you. Oh, yeah. Well, I've never actually watched Love Actually, so uh, I don't think so. That's a romantic comedy one, obviously, a r- right? A rom com anthology yeah. set in London. Well, I've seen a lot of horror anthologies. Like I remember one where this was kind of memorable. Is the only good one in there is where a guy instead of turning into a werewolf, he turns into a clown. And that was interesting, but the rest of the anthology, the other like four or five film or small films in it, they sucked. I see. I are you talking about the one where he's like in a subway? I seen that one. No, I thought he There's was. There's another a party. one called called Clown where he puts the mask, the nose on, and he can't get it off. There's a couple. Oh, okay. Evil clown transformation things, and I but I believe the one I've seen was based off of a short originally. Mm-hmm. I think those are the ones that do the most successful is when they take it from like some type of graphic novel or whatever or short story and then they adapt it 
But see, usually you like, oh, well, I've got to fill out three more. And then you they're usually not as strong. They usually start with like the the first and last one are really good. And then they kind of just fill in the middle. Was Cat's Eye an anthology? I think Cat's Eye was an anthology, right? Yeah. Why? It all centers around the cat, but it goes in like different settings and different stories. Yeah. And finally, oh, okay. like, yeah. That was another one that just scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Like, like this little troll's coming out of the damn house to get me. It's like, my dog will take care of him. And I miss those, man. Like, I can't remember all the movies that I watched as a kid growing up. And I'll remember bits and pieces like a mechanical werewolf. <laughs> and I don't fucking remember what that movie is. But... I remember the John Carpenter body bags. I remember liking a lot of that. But... One anthology I really like was the Animatrix. If you like the Matrix, it's a couple stories of it. Oh, shit. I forgot about oh, yeah. that. Yeah. And That's really good. There's like one that isn't good at all and I don't like, and it kind of makes me nauseous to watch. But then there's like the two that led up to the Matrix happening that I have watched by themselves. I just pop it in and I'll watch them and they are so good. It's like the first robot that killed a human. And then a court case about it. Oh, that sounds interesting. And then uh, it's so good. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, you guys ready? Uh, oh, yeah. Do we recommend this? Fuck yeah. Say, yeah. 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 I recommend it. And especially if you're a horny 13 year old boy, I really recommend it then. <laughs> Close the blinds when you watch it. Get yourself some <laughs> KY jelly because you're going to need it. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Indy and bring something back, good or bad. It's going into our animation and kind of like the yeah animation wing of the museum anthology also a little bit. So let's see, Brad, you picked it. Go ahead and go first. Okay, I'm taking the Lochnar. I just love that concept of the menacing, malevolent, like super being that just just goes around and does evil stuff for the sake of being evil. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> uh, Chris, go ahead. I'm gonna go with the aliens on the 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 ship, the robot, and the two aliens doing blow. Is that enough? <laughs> I don't know. Go to the wall, man. <laughs> and it's on like a wagon. They're just pushing it out. Yeah. It's yeah, they're funny. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the Captain Stern whole thing. It, like basically the whole segment where what he's charged. I, I just remember going, what? Uh, and I really like it, how that's based off Superman and he's a total dick. <laughs> yeah, that, that parking violation got me. I forgot about that. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought the whole trial was fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's a real. This is a great great animation anyone who hasn't seen it uh you know find it brad said it was on crackle there you go you get some weird ads you get some fun times uh you kind of get to blow your mind a little bit so uh we'll be back next week with uh we haven't decided the pattern but you know it's one that chris picked and one and i picked we'll see which comes first and chris where can they find us on the social medias uh, we got a Facebook group, Analog Jones Temple of Film, and then Instagram, Analog Jones TOF. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a thread yet. Uh, I don't think we'll ever have a threads. What is the threads? That's the new uh, Twitter. Oh, okay. It's Meta's Whatever. Twitter. All right. 
And you can email us at analogjonestof at gmail.com. If there's anything you want us to watch, hey, you know, just give us an email. We'll check it out if we can. All right. We're ready to take off. So remember to be kind. (laughs) And rewind. Rewind. I had to look at the notes first before we left. (laughs) I was like, yeah, we're good to go.